Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Pray then in this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So if you begin to read this, the disciples were asking Jesus, they, they said, man, we like the way you pray, we like the way that you talk to God, because you speak to the Lord as if he's your friend, please teach us to pray. And so then the Lord says, well, don't do it like these other guys that are doing it all for show. There's always lots of people that pray for show. How many of you ever notice people that pray for show always pray real loud? How many ever notice people pray for show, try to pray in the King James dialect? Thus saith the Lord, God blesseth us. No one even speaks that away. How many of you ever notice that people that pray for show, they always got to have somebody else around them, otherwise it ain't a good show. So Jesus says, don't do like that. Don't do like these guys that's doing it for show. But instead, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You begin to read this long enough, you'll find there's so many different details and so many different parts in there. But I want you to think about this for a second. Jesus, while he's here upon this earth, has himself a partner. And what he's doing here is he is talking to his partner. You read the New Testament, he says, I I never do the things that I want to do. I do the will of my Father. Uh, Even at the cross, he says, not my will be done, but yours be done. Lord, I I don't want to go through this, but if this is what you want. In other words, he's saying, I'm in partnership with the Heavenly Father. Now, Jesus had all kinds of power. Jesus could walk on water. He could turn the water into wine. Jesus had all kinds of power. But he also had himself a partner. And I want to share this with you this morning because God placed this down on the inside of me just a few weeks ago. Everyone is partnered with someone. Everybody is partnered with something, some entity. Even if you've never said, I want to be your partner, you are still a partner with something. Word of the Lord says this. It says that when we we get saved, we are transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And so how many of you saved? Hold your hand up real high. When you got saved, you were transformed from the kingdom of darkness. And I'm not saying this room is any darker than the other side. But I am saying that this is going to represent darkness over here. And you are taken out of that kingdom into his son's kingdom, the kingdom of light. Amen? How many, how many felt a difference when you got saved? 
I mean, you had to know that something changed on the inside of you. You had to realize, hey, I've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Amen? And here's the problem with the church today. They get saved. They get transformed. They get translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But yet they still operate in the same principles that they operated in in the kingdom of darkness. Those principles, they're not going to work for you. You have to learn the new principles of God. Over there, it tells you to hate those that hate you. But over here in God's kingdom, it says to love your enemies. Fact is, he says, what good is it if you just love those that love you? Even the heathens do that. Over here in this kingdom, it says to be stingy. But over in God's kingdom, God says to tithe. God says to sow seeds in the kingdom of darkness. God, God, God says, sow wherever God leads you to. Over here, God tells us in the word of the Lord that we have to live differently. That old things have passed away and all things have become new. Amen? Also, it says this, we cannot serve two masters. You'll either love the one and hate the other, or you'll love the one and despise the other. But you cannot serve two masters. That's what the word of the Lord says in Matthew chapter 6. It also says this, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. I don't know if you can see where we're going here yet, but what I wanted to share with you, and you got to get this down, there's not a dozen kingdoms there's two. There's not a kingdom I just live in Amarillo. No, there, there's two kingdoms. There's two kingdoms. There's two fathers. Oh, we're going to get quiet here. Mm-hmm. Can I go one step further? It's not only two kingdoms. There's two fathers, those that lead those kingdoms. There is our father God, and then there is the devil. And there's two eternal paths. One leads to heaven, and one leads to hell. One leads to heaven with God, but the other is going to lead to hell. And so what the Lord is saying is everybody is partnered with someone. Everyone has a father, either the heavenly father or your, this earthly father, not your biological father, but the devil. And see, that's the greatest that the devil's ever pulled off is to convince people that he does not exist. But he existed. He was your father. He led you into sin. He caused you to lie. He carried you all over the place. That's being in partnership, amen? Now, my wife is here with me today. This is my best partner that I've ever had. I've been married longer than I've been alive. No, I've been married longer than I've been single. Hold it. Come on up here, babe. So we met. We were 18 years old. She's a little bit older than I am, even though she looks younger. And so, things that I can do on my own. I can build a lot of stuff. I can write a lot of things. I can do all kinds of stuff on my own. But there's some things I cannot do on my own. 
I got to have a partner. We have three children. I don't care how talented you are, gentlemen, you cannot have a child <laughs> on your own. And I don't care what they're doing with all this transgender stuff, but let me tell you, you cannot have a child on your own. You got to have a partner. Now, the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Amen? But God has already put some laws down that he's not going to violate. You're not going to have a baby. You know, if men had babies, we'd have a whole lot less children here upon this earth. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I thank God. I take my hat off to you ladies. Glory to God. But we go together, and we do a lot of things together. We built a house together. Uh, the things that we put our minds together, she can do a lot of stuff on her own too, but partnered with me, we can do all kinds of stuff together. Now, here's the thing. She can walk away from this partnership anytime she wants to. We're not coach. We are joined by our words. We are joined by the things that we do. We are joined by the promise that we've made to one another. I can't see another woman on the side because I've given her my word. Right. A covenant between her, God, and myself. Amen. And so where I go, she goes. She knows where I'm at. She knows what I'm doing. We went out and ate last night at the Coyote Ugly. How many of you are eating there? Bluff. Coyote Bluff. I'm sorry, Coyote Bluff. <laughs> I told the guys with me, I, they, they said, you think we'll all I said, you know, there's 10 or 12 of us. I don't even know if we can all fit in the same restaurant. <laughs> but anyway, we did. That's some good greasy food right there. I love that place. But anyway, the, the point is, there's some things I can do on my own, but I can't do everything on my own. I'm going to have to have a partner. Amen? And so she's great, and I pulled her into my kingdom. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what wives are good for. They go into your kingdom. Hallelujah. But anyway, God can do anything as well, but God needs a partner. Turn, if you would, to Ezekiel chapter 22. Word of the Lord says in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse number 30, it says, And I searched for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy. But I found no one. Look what the Lord says. I searched for a man, but I found no one. If you just stop and read that one deal, that's enough. It ought to make everybody in the church look up and say, God, even though he can do anything, he still needs a partner here upon this earth. God needs somebody. He said, I found no one. That one little scripture, that one little episode way back in the Bible cost the children of Israel 70 years in captivity because he could find not one partner 
here upon this earth. God needs somebody here. Yes, he's a God that does everything. Yes, he's a God that can do anything. But here upon this earth, God is not going to violate his word. He's given men free choice. They can choose whichever partner they want, but God needs someone. And let me tell you something. God is a great partner. If you ever really get partnered up with God, you will never, ever go back to your old ways. If you really start figuring out all that God brings to the partnership, I can bring certain things. I have certain talents. I have certain abilities. Your wife brings certain things to the table. She has certain talents. But your heavenly Father, if you will partner with him, he brings everything that he's got, and he'll make everything that you've got a whole lot better. The problem with so many people in the church today, they sit in the pew, but they never make God their partner. They open up a Bible, but they never make God their partner. And sometimes people even come down to an altar, but they never really make God a partner in their life. You know, if God's got a partner, he can do remarkable things. God found a partner in Moses. Do you think it was God's will for his children to be in slavery for 400 years? No, but what God needed was a partner. He says, if you will partner with me, Moses said, you don't want me, God. I stutter. I don't talk real good. I murdered somebody back there. You don't want me. God says, all I need is a partner. Well, if God can get a partner, he can free a nation. If God can get a partner, he will part the Red Sea for you. If God can get a partner, it will be plagues upon your enemies. If God can get a partner, he will carry you into a promised land in which you've never, ever been before in your life. All God needs is a partner. You know, God needed a partner as sin began all over the earth and corrupted the bloodline of Jesus Christ and corrupted the line. God said, I'm going to have to have a partner because I'm going to destroy this earth. And the only one that he could find was a guy by the name of Noah. He says, if you'll be my partner, I'll save you and I will save your family. Go back and read. You'll find out it has very little to do with saving a bunch of animals. It has everything to do preserving the bloodline of Jesus Christ that he's coming to this earth. There was a promise down in Genesis that said, hey, I'm going to send a seed, and that seed is going to bruise your head. He's prophesying way back in Genesis about his son coming here. God looked around, and he found himself a partner. He said, everybody else is corrupted, but there's one guy. And Noah began to work on that boat. He began to build that boat. And everybody there thought he was crazy. Everybody there thought this guy was nuts. You see, it had never rained before. But he said, the rain is coming. You better get in the ark. The rain is coming. You better get your heart right. But nobody but him and his family. But if God can have a partner, he'll build a boat, he will build an ark, and he will save your family. All God needs is a partner. We read in the Bible where the children of Israel, they showed up and the spies, they came to the land of Jericho. They could find nobody except one female prostitute by the name of Rahab. 
And Rahab began to think a little bit. And she had heard no doubt about what God had done. You see, God needed somebody there. God needed a partner. She said, I will partner with you, God, if you save my family. I will partner with you, God. I will your spies if you help me out. You see, what the difference was, everybody else, they knew the enemy was coming, but she knew that there's a God, and she had to make a decision that day who she's going to partner with. Amen? How many of you remember the story of David? You began to read the story about David and Goliath. David, our most beloved king. You know, David is showing up that day because he is not yet of age to even be in the army, but he's got himself an anointing upon his life. David shows up. Now, what we don't read or what we don't think about in the scripture is this big, ugly, ungodly giant. He's been out there for 40 days. 40 days. The enemy was on the right. The enemy was on the left for 40 days. Days, the giant comes out there and challenges the men of God. Forty days. You think God wants to see this giant? You think God wants to see his children suffer into slavery? You see, all God really needed was a partner. But when David shows up, he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to come against the armies of the living God. Everybody else looked at him and said, my God, he's too big to kill. David looked at him and he said, you know what? He's too big for me to miss. There is no way if I throw this stone, I'm going to miss. But I got news for you. It wouldn't have mattered whether David knew how to throw a slingshot or not. It wouldn't have mattered if he had picked up a pebble or a giant rock. He could have thrown it with his eyes closed. He could have thrown it between his legs, around his back. However he wanted to do it, he that day had him a partner by the name of God. And he said, this day... I'm going to feed you to the birds. This day, I'm going to cut your head off. And he did. He threw his rock. It hit him right between the eyes. He fell down. He went, and he took his sword, and he cut his head off. And you know, as a 14-year-old boy that had this kind of victory, you know he's going to talk a little trash. Don't reach in there. Picked up that head and looked down and says, you'll never be the head of a major corporation. You'll never have a head start in life. I could go on. That's really not in the Bible, but I know he did. Amen? The point is this. He needed a partner. Amen? And today, God still needs a partner. Glory to God. Turn, if you would, in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9. Now look at this terminology. It says, for we are God's fellow workers. Uh, your King James Bible might say you are co-laborers with God. You are God's field. 
God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it, for no man can lay a foundation that another one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Don't that sound like, hey, we're in a partnership? We are fellow workers with God Almighty. Amen? Don't that just sound like, hey, that we are in partnership together? Everybody knows what partnership is. Amen? And so everybody's different. Everybody's put together just a little different. But God has called you to be a partner. Everybody brings different things to the table. Everybody brings different talents. You know, I was watching this drummer up here, and man, he's not even, he don't even have to read the music. He's just playing, he's twirling sticks back there. I mean, he's just getting down. I was watching, he never, ever missed a beat. You know, let me tell you, I can't do that. That is not part of my talent. I was watching these girls as they sing these beautiful songs, and this church has always had great, great worship, and it always has a great feel in here. But uh, as they stepped up to sing, I thought, man, I would love to be able to do that one day, but I I can't do that. I I bring certain things to the table, but I I don't bring that because we're all different. Amen? You know, uh, my children, my my middle son, our middle child is Buck. And I don't know if you remember him or not. He's been here several times. He's part of the family as well. But, uh, you know, I could tell my daughter what to do, and she would do it. Uh, my youngest one, uh, you know, she, he, he would listen pretty well. He did not want the consequences of trouble. But let me tell you about Buck. He's put together much different than the rest of them. Uh, this is a guy that loves God, but buddy, you talk about a mind of his own. And um, when he was a little bitty baby, uh, we would put him upstairs and uh, our house is two-story. Well, man, he was so strong, he could climb out. He could scale the walls of the baby pen. And he could go walk around anywhere. And we used to get worried about him, you know. And we would, we would threaten him not to do that, to stay in your bed. And when he was just young, 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 you know, he was wired up. He couldn't really go to sleep. And uh, we would make him go to bed. And finally, you know, I, I had to get on to him. You know, because he would holler out, Mom, bring me a glass of water. Mom, can I have some water? And she said, no, go to bed. No, go to bed. Dad, bring me a glass of water. I said, Buck, lay down and go to sleep. If you don't lay down and go to sleep, I'm going to come up there and I'm going to whip you. About five minutes later, Dad, when you come up to whip me, bring me a glass of water. The point is, a little bit different. Amen? Everybody here is a little bit different, but everybody brings something to the table. Amen? Notice the terminology, our Father, who art in heaven. Our Father. He is partnered with God. 
Everybody in the room, man, woman, or child, you have to choose a side. We are living in a place, and we are living in a time before the rapture of the Lord. And I can assure you, the rapture is coming first, then the tribulation. I can argue with you. I can show you from the Bible. One day he might let me come and I'll preach it to you. But I'm telling you, in the Bible, as you go, you begin to read, there's no way that you can prove that. You cannot prove that we're going to be here in the middle of the tribulation or after the tribulation. And let me share this with you. If you've never read the book of Revelations, you don't want to be here after that. You want to be on the first load. Amen? Punch your neighbor and say, I'm going on the first load. But you ain't going nowhere if you hadn't chosen a side. Bible says in the last days there's going to be a separation. You want to know what's going on in our world today? It ain't about the Democrats. It ain't about the Republicans. It ain't about all that junk. It's all about those that are godly and ungodly. They're separating something going on right now. There's a separation between the sheep. There's a separation between the goats. There is a separation between that which is godly and that which is ungodly. He said in the last days, in the harvest time, the wheat is going to grow and the tares are going to grow as well, but there will be a separation. He says in the word, what fellowship has light with darkness and darkness with light come out from among them. In other words, what God is saying, there is going to be a separation. Our Father who art in heaven, you cannot call him Father if you have not made a decision in your life. You've got to choose a side. You've got to determine who's going to be your partner, who it is that you want to hang with, who it is that you want to lead you. I don't know about for you, but I'm just like, a, I'm like the guy in the word of the Lord. I'm like that old guy that just stood at the river and he stood back and he said, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What he's saying, I'm choosing God as my partner, and I'm not choosing the enemy. You got to make a choice. Turn to somebody and say, you got to choose a side. It says, hallowed be thy name. You know what that word hallowed is? It's where they derive the word Halloween from. It is sanctified and set apart. He's talking about his time of worship. Our Sunday morning service, our Wednesday night service, every service that goes on here in Arena Life, is time of worship. Church, what does that sign say? Church should not be the reason that you, wait a minute, we have, we have a sign. Uh, just put it up. Dean is thinking about it too. Everything else should not be the reason that you miss church. What does that sign say? Oh, church should be the reason that you miss everything else. Not everything else the reason that you miss church. Amen? The Bible says that our time of worship, it is a sign of our covenant with God. Amen? You are never going to get farther in your walk with God than your commitment to your worship time. Amen? And so it is a sign that we are in partners with God. It is a hallowed time. He is a, a holy father. 
This is a holy day. This is a holy book. Amen. These are your holy brothers and sisters. They belong to God. It's what you hallow. You know, you can do anything that you want to because you will make the time to do what's the most important thing to you. Why in the world would roping a cow? Why in the world would going to a cutting? Why in the world would going to Little League Baseball be more important than worshiping with your heavenly father, your partner? Amen. It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We learn about the kingdom of God through his word, his church, and living the ways of God's kingdom, not ours. Remember what he says? You are transferred out of one kingdom or translated out of one kingdom into the next kingdom. It's here where we learn about the word of God. It comes throughout the pulpit, amen? It's teaching us. It says, give us this day our daily bread. You know what he's talking about there? He ain't talking about food. Not talking about Mrs. Baird's bread. You're not talking about your tortillas. He's talking about your finance. He says, get in partnership with me. You know what? He says this in the word. He says, just try it. You just try tithing and see if I don't roll back the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. You know, the Bible says this for where a man's treasure is, there will his heart be also. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, it's fixing to get real in here. Yeah. I got news for you. Everybody in the house is a tither. The difference is we all have different lords. Difference is we're all in partners with somebody different. Amen. You don't believe me? Your tithe is not something extra. It's something that you already have. It already belongs to God. Amen. We can either choose to give it to God and be in partners with him, or we can choose to keep it ourselves and be in partners with the enemy. Amen? Turn to your name and say the last thing. It says, lead us not into temptation. If you're in partners with God, he'll lead you. He'll lead you in the right direction. What do I do? Who do I hang out with? Where, what should I do? Lead us not into temptation. Lead us. Help us. Help us to go the right direction. This is Jesus talking. He's in partnership with God. That's Jesus. He's in partnership with God. He is teaching uh, those disciples, they don't know what's coming. They don't have any idea what's coming. Jesus tells them, I'm fixing to die. I'm going to be gone. Oh, no, no, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. We'll watch over you. We'll protect you. He says, no, I got to go. I got to go. It's part of the plan. You see, there can't be a resurrection without a death. There can't be a perfect sacrifice without someone being sacrificed. Tell them, be like this, I'm in partnership with God. Right now, he's telling us, you think you're in partnership with me. I want you to be in partnership with God. I'm his son. I'll be there to help you. I'll be there to guide you. Me and my father are one. But when I'm not here, you got to be in partners with God.
you got to choose a side. Let's all stand to our feet. Turn to your neighbor and say, who's your partner? Hallelujah. Remember, those that are partnered with God will ultimately go to heaven. Those that are not will ultimately go to hell. Say, well, I don't know if I believe in hell. It don't matter. (laughs) It it don't matter whether you believe it or not. It's there. So how do you know? It's written in the Word. Same book that tells me there's a heaven tells me there's a hell. So I I don't know if I believe I'm partnered with the devil. Jesus told the scribes and the Pharisees that were lying about him. He says, you're of your father, the devil. Everybody's in partners with someone. Those that are partnering with God, you've made a choice. I'm going to go to heaven. You've made a choice. God is going to be my partner. You really think you're partners with God if you can't honor a time of worship on Sunday? You think you're really in partners with God if if you're really not tithing? You think you're really in partners with God? It violates everything in the scriptures. You got to make a decision who you're going to be partnered with. Amen? Hallelujah. I know some of this stuff's been a little bit hard, but it would be wrong if I got up here and just told you a bunch of ear-tickling stuff, wouldn't it? The prosperity gospel. It's all over it. It ain't happening for you if you're not in partners with God. Amen? I I believe that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were the wealthiest man upon earth, but they was in partners with God. So much that God showed up to receive the tithe. You got to decide who you're going to be in partners with. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.